Welcome to episode 93 of Uncle Steve's Iron Man Zone. Zero! So you've probably noticed that in the past 23 days, my dad has posted on Twitter each of the Iron Maiden stories that have come out going all the way back to May 26th of 2020. Well, today you get the payoff. You get Iron Maiden stories installment 24. Was that a better buildup than... Belshazzar's Feast? I think not. <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Not. There's a Muppet News Flash! Now the news. And now the news. Now the news. And now the news. And now the news. And now for a bit of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden headline news. So last week, my dad put Matt on administrative leave, as I told y'all last week, after his poor showing at Jeopardy the week before. And well, as you can see, he still isn't here. And that's for two reasons and two reasons only. One, me. Sarah! Sarah told him not to come back because I know you all love to hear me instead of him. And two, well, I don't think he really wants to come back. He has all this free time on his hands now. I mean... Would you want to come back and put up with all my dad's crap? <laughs> Me neither. In other news, our thoughts and prayers go out to the air raid siren, Mr. Bruce Dickinson, as he has tested positive with COVID. Let's have a moment of silence for Bruce.
Alright, now it's time for a little bit of audience participation. These are the shares of the Iron Maiden stories that my dad is posting on Twitter. <clears throat> Jesse, the delivery guy in Illinois. Jimmy Theodore, J4 in Knoxville, Tennessee. Surfex a lot, otherwise known as Fergal from the Feckin' Metal podcast. The Liverpool Scouser Don McIntyre. <laughs> Papa Luis in Venezuela. <laughs> Black and white from this big planet that we live on. The other Liverpool Scouser, Stephanie Jane Gray. Power Slave Band and the guitarist from Power Slave, Chris Dunnett, both out of Nashville, Tennessee. And, last but certainly not least, Sean DeHaan in Surrey, British Columbia. And these are the shares of last week week's episode. <laughs> Iron Maiden Stories, installment 22, part 2, Eric from the Netherlands. <laughs> <clears throat> Excuse me. Eric from the Netherlands. Rafa from the galactic space universe planet that is made up of water and dirt. <laughs> Jesse the delivery guy. <laughs> Jonathan Cormier from Quebec, Canada. Dave, who is from the dust. Don McIntyre from Liverpool, England. Michael Stephen Blair from Grandview, Texas, which my dad says is the most boring place on earth. Papa Luis in Venezuela. Lord Andrew Whitnall of Sussex, better known as the Weekend Warrior. Kirsty. Coco's mom, Prince, from Perth, Australia. And last, but certainly not least, my dad's buddy Andy from Falkirk, Scotland, UK. Also, I know you're probably wondering, because we always say last but certainly not least. So who who's least? I know you're probably all wondering. 
So I gotta tell you guys something. You can't tell anyone. Anyone. It's Matt. From Kansas City. So I've got to ask you guys, are you ready to rock? Are you ready to rock? Well then, let's rock. Right, welcome to episode 93 of Uncle Steve's Iron Maiden Zone. I have a brand new Iron Maiden story for you. If you didn't catch on to the last 23 of them, this is the 24th. And on episode 24, I have a very, what I'm going to call very young Iron Maiden fan from Southern California. I have Joey on the line. Joey, how are you, sir? Good, Steve. How are you? Doing good, man. Doing good. Um, we've as with everybody, we always chat a little bit. I like to make sure everyone's comfortable. So, and I always tell people right up front because I really do appreciate it. I appreciate you taking the time and coming on here and being willing to talk. It's my pleasure. I love, I love anytime made in talk, you know, I'm, I'm always in. I understand. I totally understand. <laughs> oh man. So, um, now you are 27 years old, correct? Yes. Correct. Okay. Okay. So, the year you were born, <laughs> I was turning like 20. Wait, 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 were you born in 93 or 94? 94. Oh, gosh. So the year you were born, I was turning 22. <laughs> oh, man. I was uh, I was going to rock shows when you were well, well before this. Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, so. Now you sent me your best. You sent me your email probably a month ago, and it was right before I was going out of town, and all the somewhere in time stuff was going on. But um, I was reading it again today and making some notes and and some things to ask you. So I'm going to go through the things I've got here, and I'm sure we'll hit on some other things as well. So, so my very first question for you to get us going here is: When you were 12 years old, you said your cousin gave you a mixtape. So, yep. What bands and if you can remember, what bands and what songs outside of Iron Maiden would have been on this mixtape? So on that mixtape, um, he had like a lot of, it was funny. So he had like a lot of like contemporary, like a lot of the band metal bands that were popular, like 2006, 2007. Mm-hmm. So there was that uh, Lamb of God um, laid to rest on uh, this other band called uh, All That Remains, Six, um, Children of Bodom, Are You Dead Yet? A lot of all of the contemporary bands uh-huh. and in that mix he would put like acdc back in the black uh watch the last command Ooh. and and in that was the trooper by maiden okay so he had a mix which uh, which always is so i never knew if this was contemporary if this was old school yeah that's pretty cool because uh 
Well, well for, let me ask you. Well, how old? How old was your cut? Co- you were twelve. How old was your cousin? He was fourteen. Fourteen. So, one of the things that I said when I started doing my podcast was, and and that was why I called it Uncle Steve's. I said because. When I was younger, uh, say 12, 13, I had a cousin as well that was introducing me to Motley Crue, Rat, yeah. uh, Wasp, Kiss, uh, you know, things like that. So yeah. it's, I, first of all, I think it's really cool that w- when I read it and I was like, you said, my cousin, I was like, my cousin gave me a mixtape. Wow. That's, that's, cause that's what my cousin did for me. He would yeah. give me tapes, you know, and he'd put, an album on side one and a, and a different album on side two back in the day. And, um, but I think that's really cool. Is your cousin, so your cousin was a big fan of all this stuff, obviously. Yeah. So he was, he's actually a guitar player. Okay. So he was really big on like guitar and he was always, uh, playing along, like doing covers. And, and I, I remember he, he basically saying is like, cause I was at the, at the time before I think you're probably, probably going to ask, 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 ask me this question because before that I was just listening to whatever's on the radio. I okay. had no clue what anything was, and so when he gave me that mixtape, he's like, "These are some of the bands I'm trying to learn how to play," and I was like, "Oh, these are so cool!" <laughs> oh, cool. So, so you, I know you. Uh, we're gonna get into Maiden here, but you mentioned one of my absolute favorite bands of all time when you mentioned other songs that were on there. What What did you think of Wasp? I thought it was like what, I was like I thought it was just unlike anything. The way this dude sang, he just sounded so evil. Yeah, <laughs> I never I never heard anything like that. And I thought it, I actually thought that was contemporary. I thought that was like a new release. That's how like fresh it sounded compared That's to cool. all these other artists that he had. And that, that I think that tells you a lot about that band is how they that album still stands up. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's my wife is not into any of the music I listen to really at all. And one day we were in the car and I know I've told this story before, but it, I'll, you know, I still like to tell them within the context of the conversation. Um, And I, and there was some, I can't remember which song it was by Wasp that I was playing. And I just said, Hey, I want you to tell me what you think of this guy's voice. And I don't, I, I wish I could remember which song it was. And she listens to it and it goes, he sounds like he's in pain. <laughs> I was like, well, it's the, something that somebody told me was his voice is very, for the style of voice, the the way he can actually use it and and just the way he do, uses the voice that he has is awesome. It's just incredible. Yeah, so, definitely. Now, now Iron Maiden was obviously on this cassette. Which song by Iron Maiden was on the cassette? So it was the Trooper. Okay, what? did you think of the trooper compared to anything of everything else that you heard? I remember the second that, that guitar riff hit. And then the second I heard Bruce's voice, it basically, that's all I thought about the entire, that entire day was <laughs> his vocals, the way he, it sounded, it sounded so, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to explain, but it just, it was on. Cause I remember listening to Wasp last mm-hmm. man, then going to Bruce. I'm like, this guy, Knows how to deliver and just don't because I was not drawn to the guitar. I was drawn to Bruce's vocals, and that was was something that just was just amazing to me. And I just I never heard anything like that. Okay, okay. So you hear it, and 
you're like, oh, you really like this? You said that you asked your cousin, who is this? And he said, it's Iron Maiden. Yeah. What was your What was your next step? So after he said it was made, and he, I, I remember I asked him, I was like, well, do you have the rest of the songs that are on this album? And he said, no, I just, because he just, he just always like making mixtapes. And this was around the time where, you know, streaming was having like all, like a lot of, like he had an iPod. So he didn't really have like the actual gotcha. like, CDs. So I remember talking to a couple of friends at school saying, you know, do, you, do any guys know the band Iron Man? Because I knew another guy that was kind of into like rock. Um, and I remember telling telling me that telling me that there's a record store down this down the street. So and we would I would walk home and I and I remember it was about an extra ten minutes from where I was living at the time. And I remember I walked into the record store, and this this was a uh, one of those like a really it was a freaking small record store. Unfortunately, it's not around anymore. Um, and I went in there and I asked the manager. I'm like, hey, do you have Iron Maiden? That's literally all I said. Iron Maiden. <laughs> I just say like, album. He's like Iron Maiden. Yeah, we have it. And I remember he took me to the section. Like this Iron Maiden. He says, "Which one are you looking for?" I said, "Well, it has a song. You take my life, but I take yours too." That's all I knew. Right. That's all I knew. And he's like, "Well, that doesn't really break it down." And I remember he had asked his buddy. He's like, "You know this? What's what's the one song?" He, and then eventually he knew. He's like, "Oh, it's the Trooper." Okay. Peace of mind. And then he put it on the on the table. And I never saw any artwork, never any artwork for Maiden at that time. And I saw that artwork, The Trooper. Uh, I, I saw the um, Peace of Mind, Eddie. This looks so cool. Like I never seen anything like this. Yeah. And I think I, I think it was like I, forget, I think it was like twelve, ten bucks. And like I had I, I had a twenty dollar bill. I was like I hope it's over twenty bucks. Yeah. Put it, got it, took it home, played the entire album, and I was hooked. Since then, I was like, Dude, this band's amazing. That's all I wanted to listen to. That's really cool. I mean, just like hearing you say that, it makes me think, just imagine like now, you know, I think of going back in time and I've never heard Iron Maiden before. And then like, really it's cool for you because you heard one song, you went like you were hooked on it. You went, got lucky enough that they had the one album that you were looking for Yeah, and went home and just played that whole, like I'm thinking, just imagine putting that on. And hit and play, and then Where Eagles Dare comes on, and you're just like, whoa, yeah. you know, and that just, it, it, yeah, that's really, that's really, really cool. And what's crazy is like, I remember I didn't have a CD player, and I remember I had the, it was an Xbox, and the first, and the Xbox could play CDs. I was like, I was like, I hope this could play it because I didn't have anywhere I could play it. Yeah. And so I put in the Xbox, and I had my, my TV all the way down, and the second that drum intro hits, like my, like I was just like, oh my god, this is so cool. <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. So, I was wondering this. So, you start going back in time, and at a certain point, you must have gotten an album that did not have Bruce on vocals. Yep. Yep. What was the first so, album you got without Bruce on vocals? So it was Killer. So that was, which was actually that's the second album I got. Oh, and I bought. I bought it because it looked so he had three records. It was killers. I think it was no prayer. Mm-hmm. I think X factor. Okay. I think that if I remember, and I remember putting those three albums. I'm like, okay, killers X factor or no prayer killers looks way cool. Exactly. This dude looks so cool. Yeah. And I, so I bought it, took it home 
playing you know, ideals of march like and i was like oh this is cool it's not as exciting as regal's there yeah and the second i i'm i listened to it I'm like what what the heck this is not yeah who is this and i was like oh what i was like no i was like i was so disappointed okay and i i didn't like it i didn't like it it's it's i felt like it was just a, it was a major step down i didn't like paul diano's voice at all at that at, the, at that time so i was like well i wasted my money but the cover's so cool and i remember opening <laughs> the cd and op- looking at the book and looking at the pages i'm like that's not bruce dickinson yeah paul diano who is this and then i remember going through it even more this is a different drummer this guy's not the same yeah yeah so, and so i was like it was funny <laughs> did you did you make it through the whole album or did you just get a certain couple songs in and go oh gosh i can't deal with this Yep. No, I only got. I don't think after um, Rat Child. I just. I just. I can't listen to this. Okay. Okay. So, what happened the first time that you? Okay. Well, wait. First off, have you ever? Because that would have been okay. Twelve years old. That would have been fifteen years ago or so for you. Yeah. Any? How do you feel about the the first two albums at this point? Oh, I love them. Okay, I love those albums. I, I Killers is funny now. The Killers is actually my favorite era of the Paldiano. Okay, um, and because it was funny because like the production, even though like they're, it's the same leftovers, but the production really makes yeah. a big, big yeah. take. And I think the album still sounds so so good. So I, I love those two albums. Now I listen, I go back to it. I listen to how I was. Yeah, I'm like, oh my god, this is so funny. But I mean, at the time, you know, I'm 12. 12 years old oh sure I have, sure I, I have the shortest attention span so if it doesn't <laughs> reel me in in like the first 10 seconds i'm out i'm zoned out okay so maybe you not know where my next question is gonna go yeah <laughs> what about the first time you heard an album with someone other than bruce or paul singing on it oh blaze oh man i hated it too yeah yeah so I, wh- I, which one did you hear first it was X Factor. Okay. Okay. So at the time, so after I got killed, I went back and I ended up buying X Factor. It was either X Factor or No Prayer. And I thought X Factor kind of like had this like gruesome look. I'm like, okay, this looks kind of cool. Yeah. And kind of dark. I was like, thought it was going to be like very dark. I got it. And oh my God, Sign of the Cross, the longest. I was like, when is he going to sing? Yeah. When is he going to sing? Right, right. <laughs> and then he opens his voice and I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> Bruce again. Yeah. And I was getting so upset. I was like, okay, obviously they're changing singers. And then I looked at the year, like, okay, 1995. Oh, this is a huge jump. I thought this came, I thought these were all 80s like albums. Right, right. Like, okay, so, so, but I was just so confused at that moment. And after I just turned it off, and I almost was done with Maiden. I'm like, this is how Maiden's going to sound. I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> wow. That's, but that is, that is drastic because. Like for me, I got into like somewhere in time uh, I had Live After Death and I don't remember the progression, but I do remember getting, I, I, will, I remember having Made in Japan and I didn't mind Made in Japan because yeah. it was live, but I do remember having Killers on cassette and listening to that and I was like, you're hearing these songs like and going, well, Wrathchild, it, it doesn't sound as good. You know, I'm. I want to yeah. hear. I'm. I'm used to hearing Bruce singing on Live After Death. I'm not. I'm, I wasn't yeah. liking. 
it took me a long, those two albums really, I like them, but I've never just fallen head over heels for them ever. Yeah, definitely. It's kind of the same with the Blaze stuff. I I like the albums. I think there's great songs on, on all four of those albums, you know, the two with Paul and the two with Blaze, but you know, as Paul Diano said, as Blaze Bailey has said, Bruce Dickinson is the voice of Iron Maiden. <laughs> so yeah, there's a reason the two former singers would say that. So <laughs> for sure. Uh, now, what was the first reunion album you got? Because so when you got it, well, hold on. When you got into the band, it would have been 2006. Is that right? 2005. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. A Matter of Life and Death came out that year, but what was the first reunion era you album you had? So, the first reunion album I ever heard is the first album I bought on new release, which was The Final Frontier. Okay. I bought that right when the day it came out. So, um, I remember, I, it was funny, I got it at Target, and I remember putting it on, and you know, the Satellite 15, just hearing that long intro, but Bruce sounded so good, and I, I yeah. liked that album at the time. It was funny, because... A lot of older Maiden fans didn't like that album when it came out. Yeah, and it was funny because I remember around that year when I we'll, we'll get to this when I first saw Maiden, I was talking about like, oh, I love Final, I love Final Frontier because that was my favorite at that time because I was listening to that one. And certain Maiden fans being like, oh, I don't like that era. They're too long now. You know, there's and I, there's a lot of fans that I've run across. Um, that are okay. Here, this is a story I haven't told yet. This happened to me about two weeks ago. Uh, we were on vacation in Alaska, and I think it was the last night we were there. And I went down. They had a they had a hot tub, and so I was like, we had hiked that day, and I was just like, I'm gonna go and I'm gonna sit in the hot tub as long as I possibly can today because I just, you know, it's the last day here, and I want to get it while I can. And I was sitting in a chair waiting for the hot tub to kind of clear out because there was a lot of people yeah. in there. And some guy walks in, and you know I'm sitting there with an uh, I don't I don't I can't remember which shirt I was wearing, but I was wearing an Iron Maiden shirt. I was wearing an Iron Maiden shirt that I'd gotten for my birthday. It was one that's got it's got Eddie from the first album, Eddie from Killers, Eddie from Peace of Mind, and then it's like Eddie oh, yeah. from the Final Frontier or something on it. This awesome. is, and this guy walks in and he sees it, and he starts talking to me. He's like he's the biggest Iron Maiden fan in the world. He oh. he's he goes man. I love Somewhere in Time is my favorite album. My favorite song of all time is Stranger in a Strange Land. He's going on and on. And I'm just like, okay, cool, man. You know, I'm always up to talk Maiden. But he never talked about anything past Seventh Son. He never. (laughs) And and so I I got it really quick. I was like, okay, this he's he is what I call a just a classic era fan. Yeah. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with that because no, yeah. some people, you're still in the young phase of your life, but like for me, yeah. I don't go and discover tons and tons of new bands anymore. You get to where you're like, okay, I know what I like and I want to listen to it, mm-hmm. but I'm still going to buy everything made and still buy everything that my bands put out. But yeah. but I realized it. And at a certain point we were sitting there and he was talking and talking and, you know, eventually he wa- he went off and swam and I went and got in the hot tub. And then eventually a little while after I was in there, he came into the hot tub. And so... He's talking again and again, and I thought, okay, I'm gonna just see if I can shut this guy up a little bit. And 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 I said, <laughs> and I said, well, actually, my favorite album came out in the last ten years, which I was wrong. It was actually fifteen years. I said my favorite Iron Maiden album, you know, is is an album that came out. You know, it's called A Matter of Life and Death, and 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 I could tell immediately he had no idea what I was talking about. He goes, oh yeah, oh. man, I've I've seen that video, and I was like, 
there was no video. <laughs> you know, I just maybe, but and and the, and the other funny thing that made me laugh that this guy said is, I think that was, uh, yeah, I just said, yeah, man, you know, Iron Maiden just put a brand new song out a couple days ago, or you know, just put a brand new song out, and he goes, oh yeah, man, my my nephew, he's been listening to that all week, and I was like. It just came out two days ago. How has he been listening to it? I, I, but you know, I just kind of shake my head and I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, because I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to sit there and not have a, you know, I'm not going to, I'm not there to do that with anybody. But it's like you could definitely tell, like you went to that that show. You said you told them you liked the Final Frontier, and they're immediately saying, yeah. oh, that's just. It's like, look, man, I'm thrilled. Like, like you've probably seen the 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 time on the new songs, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and it's yeah. like. Like, look, would you rather have nothing new from Iron Maiden or would you rather have a 12-minute Steve Harris song? I'll take the 12-minute Steve Harris song, you know? Exactly. Any day, any day. So, okay, so you said the first one was the final frontier. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, when you first got into Maiden, too, because you got into them when the internet existed. So yep. when you got into them, did you start going back and watching older live videos or anything like that? Yeah, so I remember um, in school, we had like a computer lab, and I remember I would go there during lunch period, mm-hmm. and um, I would go on, on YouTube, and I would just search up Iron Maiden, and I wanted to see like the, because at this at this time, I never seen anything live, like like them playing live, yeah. or any like any videos, so I was like, I was curious. Mm-hmm. I go there, I just type in Iron Maiden, I think the first video that came up was, uh, was Number of the Beast. Yeah. And I just I thought the band looked so cool <laughs> and just the way it's everything about it. And then I have to I start I go down a rabbit rabbit hole yeah. looking up like them and like Rock and Rio, them and like on the world uh, on World Slavery tour and like all this stuff. Yeah. And I was just like, God, this band's so freaking cool. Yeah. So cool. And I just thought they were just they're just like the ultimate band at that time. That's really cool. That's I, I always wonder because Back in the day, you know, the only thing you could find out was like, I would go to the grocery store with my mom and they would have a section where they sold books and magazines and which I guess they still have those. But back then they would have like circus magazine. They would have hit parader magazine. They would have metal edge magazine. And so you could go and start digging through and they'd have a section where they have news. And it was, it wasn't as easy to find news about the band back then, but to, I always think to come into it and have access to basically everything, like anything. Like I, I didn't know what an Iron Maiden concert was like until I went to a concert because I never saw. I don't yeah. know that I ever saw the Live After Death home video before I went and saw the yeah. Seventh Son tour. So, you know that was okay. And that's what that's yeah. That's Go ahead. Crazy. Go ahead. I was saying because. When I, because I hear people saying, "Yeah, I was, I would, the only way I could find my man is in the latest issue of Kerrang magazine." Just yeah. The way they would have to find all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, like you, and every time I go to Maiden, the last Maiden show I was going with the Legacy, I was talking to a guy. And it's like, man, it's it's cool seeing guys your age, and like how you guys have it so easy finding all this detail. But like, yeah. Now, when I was young, the only we only information we could find about Maiden or any other of these bands was through those magazines. It's just yeah. Crazy. I think they might have had a fan club going back then that, yeah. pe- but I never was in it back then. You know, I didn't, it's not like I could tell my parents, Hey, can I send some money away? And <laughs> you know, they weren't going to do that. Yeah. So <clears throat> now you got into them when you were 12, 
which was we what did we say oh five oh six. So when yeah. you said when was the first year that you got to go see Maiden live? What tour was it? So it was uh, somewhere back in time, two thousand eight, when they did um, basically all the greatest hits with world like recreating the world slavery tour, and um, I got I was able to see that because my cousin got tickets and from and for my birthday oh, he cool. got me ticket too yeah so we we went we went to go see him at the los angeles forum which was really cool is he got pit tickets okay and but the bad thing was i was i'm i'm not that tall i'm only five six uh-huh. but when i was younger i was like five foot yeah so i could barely see <laughs> I, mean, I could barely see the band but it was just being there was that was it was this i mean hearing about the band seeing the band actually physically being there that that really set in stone like this is this absolutely is the greatest band i think ever awesome when i saw that show that's awesome so too bad it wasn't at long beach arena right <laughs> oh yeah it, which is funny because i was always i always wanted to know like are they ever gonna play long beach arena again because i that because i do every once in a while i drive by it and okay just, i'll go by it like there's been times i just stop by i'm like damn i can't believe all these iconic those iconic shows were filmed there yeah because it's close it's close to my house it's like 30 minutes away oh wow and and you know it'd be awesome just to be at a show there because you know at some point bruce is gonna say scream for me long beach (laughs) and what's what even kills me even more so i told you my dad was the biggest kiss fan he his favorite bands were like kiss van halen aerosmith so he liked a lot of like like the rock, but Kiss was probably as hard as he went. Yeah, no, no Motley Crue, Motley Crue, and Kiss were the hardest he went. Okay, that's but all right. He knew friends. My dad grew up in Long Beach. He knew friends that went to that Long Beach show, and uh, they had. They were asking them, "Hey, Joe, do you want to go?" But my dad was not into me. He's like, "No, sure. I'm okay." And I give him a hard time all the time because <laughs> I, I remember one time I had I had the live after death uh, video playing. I was like, I was like, Dad. You could have been there. You could have <laughs> been there. That was not you because he was like five minutes away. He lived right near Long Beach. Right oh now. man! But he wasn't into me, and so. But it's just a funny. I like giving him a hard time because of that. Yeah, I mean, I can understand that because at the time that they would have done that show, in you know, say '85, I was just getting into music, and I was into say Kiss and Motley Crue and stuff like that. Yeah. And when I would see album covers by Iron Maiden, I would always think. Yeah, those guys. That, that's just too heavy for me. Yeah, and and I remember the first time that I heard "Flight of Icarus," and I was just like, which was to to my knowledge was the very first thing I ever heard by Iron Maiden, and I remember going, "Oh wow, I could listen to this. This is this <laughs> yeah. isn't, you know, I was expecting it to be probably, I, I don't know what I expected, but something that was just probably yeah. Metallica style of heavy in 84 85 which was yeah. you know compared to Motley Crue <laughs> yeah so you go to that show you're sold out mm-hmm. that's awesome that's awesome so i take it so the next obviously not the, the next thing that came out was the final frontier you you went and saw the final frontier tour you said yeah so with before the final frontier though i was able to see maiden once at at um because they played in 08 they played at la forum which is the show the first show i went but then i got to see them again the next year because they play at uh i don't know it was probably the same because they play at irvine meadows okay so that was towards the end i think of that of that tour so i got to see them those two times Ooh. but the next time i did see them was yeah final frontier that's cool that's really cool 
So whenever you were, so you were a fan around the time a matter of life and death came out. So, but you don't, I guess you don't really have any recollection of it coming out around then, or you're just too young. Uh, well, it was, it, it came up literally at the tail end before I came out into them. So it came out like a few months by ended uh, up okay. re listening to that album though. What do you think of that album, by the way? Oh, I love it. I love it. I love that album so much. It, it's, it's funny because I, Here's a hot take. I I always say I think the new material, like all the new stuff, like you know, Matter Life at Death, Dance of Death, Brave New World, is just as good as Number of the Beast, Peace of Mind, all those, all the classic era. And I've got an argument with people about that, but I really, I really feel if that album came out in like '86, oh god, yeah, it would, it would be, it would be considered a classic. You're, uh, I, I tell you what, that's that's not really a hot take on my show because that's yeah. exactly what I tell people and. Like I said, I told that guy there, hey, my favorite album is A Matter of Life and Death. And it's I always tell Matt, I say, it's all, it's weird to say, this is where it makes it hard to say it. I like A Matter of Life and Death better than Power Slave. You know, yeah. When you start comparing it to, and, and I'm, that's my era. That was my era. That's when I got into them was, I was into Iron Maiden when they put Somewhere in Time Out. I was into Iron Maiden when they put most everybody's favorite album seventh yeah. son out and to me i think a matter of life and death is don't get me wrong i mean i i listened to i put an episode out last week and on that episode i was listening to it because we recorded it a month and a half ago and i was yeah. listening to it and on there i said don't tell anybody matt but power slave might be my favorite album i said but every time i listen to an album i'm going i listened to brave new world a couple nights ago and i was just sitting there listening to it going Oh my god, this could be my favorite. Art. How could I how could this not be my favorite album? It's so good. And that's that's what's crazy about Maiden is I don't think there's another band in my opinion that's had such a consistent strain of albums. Yeah, people probably say, "Well, you know, Virtual Virtual Love, you know, is kind of it's a little low point, but I mean, the entire catalog is just so strong and this each album I feel got better and better cuz it, it it always amazes me because there's I never like I'll put I'll put Maiden sometimes on shuffle while I'm working uh-huh. and I I never think to myself well I want to skip this you know skip this one it's just yeah. it's never it never occurs to me that's funny that's funny but well that's good but I I like though that 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 really that's awesome that you're saying these albums are just as good as the classic era yeah. albums I mean because I agree with you you know it's it's yeah. different but it's I'm, I'm, you know, I'm almost a 50 year old man and I can guarantee you the way I am now, I wasn't this way when I was, you know, 20 and it's the same thing with those guys. They're, they're musicians. They play music. They're not the same, you know, Steve Harris isn't the same guy in 2021 that he was in 1983. Yeah. You know, you have different life experiences. You're just, you change. It's cool as you get like. You get these different eras, man. You know, you get like the early years, you know, like kind of like the more grittier, you know, Diano years. And then you get that classic era run. I mean, like number, some people want to say if it's from Number of the Beast, from uh, Number of the Beast up until No Prayer or, or Seventh Son, depending Seven, on the way yeah. you look at it. And then you get like the Blazer and like, the Reunion era. But it's like some, you get like these three different eras. Like, yeah. Well, maybe I'm, I want to listen to Diano era. Maybe I want to listen to Classic era. Maybe I want to listen to Bruce, uh, not uh, Blaze era. Yeah. So it's like you get all these. It's that's what I love about the band. That's what I've been so drawn over the years, and I still think about. It. It's such a 
such a consistent album in this different era. That's awesome, man. You're right, because there's different, and there's a lot of people um, do not like Virtual Eleven, and yeah, and I can remember feeling that way, but. I'll tell you what, I, I like Virtual Eleven. It's I think there's like there's a lot no, of good stuff on I do, it. I do like it. You know, it's funny because I, I still enjoy that album. Don't get me wrong, because like when you rank albums, if I put it at the bottom, it doesn't mean I don't like it. I still enjoy it. I'll still listen to it. Yeah. Um, but I never, I never would say, you know, this song is really bad. Even Angel and Gambler, I think <laughs> it, it's it's catchy. You know, it's catchy, you know, the chorus, you know, yeah. like I, I, I never understand the hate because I mean I I I, I I really enjoy that one too as well. I always think there's something there's there's some songs that I don't really like. Like uh, what was the one I said the other day was uh, from here to eternity on fear of the dark. I, I said I think that's my oh. least that could be one of my least favorite songs by Iron Maiden ever. I don't like the gang vocals and all that stuff. But every song you listen to by Iron Maiden, whether it's uh, the apparition or. Oh, uh, my God. But you listen to that, and there's some really good guitar melodies in it. So I'm like, but but nobody is going to be at the top of their game for every single thing they do. It's like a bait. You take the a great great baseball player or a great football yeah. player, or whatever. They're gonna go up there and they're gonna strike out sometimes. Definitely, yeah. So I mean, yeah. If a if if a band puts out an album, it's not always gonna be their. It can't. They can't all be the best album. So. But uh, yeah, but I agree with you. Like, just because you rank it, because sometimes I feel bad to say, well, yeah, I would say yeah. Virtual Eleven is one of my lower tier Iron Maiden albums, but it's still, I still like it. <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. So you you already said that when the Final Frontier came out, you it was the first album. So tell me, what was your memory of just when it came out? Because this is the first time a new Iron Maiden album is coming out. As you are a active fan, what, yeah, which was yeah, which was um. So it's really nice because I I remember hearing about it one day because I was going I would always go to the computer and I was typing Iron Maiden and see what's going up because I didn't have a computer we had a computer but it was my dad mm-hmm. I couldn't use it because he was always using it for work so I would go to the school every lunch period I would use the computer and I would type in Iron Maiden and always show what like recent news is and I remember hearing new album Final Frontiers coming out and I remember. Under the news, people were saying, "Is this the last album? You know, final front final, yeah, the last yeah." And I was like, "Oh, I hope not." <laughs> I just got into them. Yeah, and yeah. I, I I forgot when it came out, what what the exact day, but I remember waiting until it came out. And they had like it was at Target. They had a little display of the a cardboard display of the album, and it was in. I got it in like this metal. It was like a metal case. Uh-huh. That they had it in. Like, oh, cool! Some, some kind of deluxe one. But I was really excited. I I liked it. It was. And it, to me, it still was even. At, it was funny because even at that younger age, I still thought it was as good as you know Trooper Power Slave. That's and cool. I, I, I just enjoyed it. It was it, to me. I look back that back at that moment in my my early life, and I was just like, wow. So the album comes out, and 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 you're a younger fan. So yeah. when I was younger. And we, you know, you'd get a new, which back then it was cassettes that CDs weren't out yet. You'd get a cassette, you'd go home, you know, at least I would, I'd go home, I'd lay on the floor, I'd put the, you know, put the seat, the cassette in, play it, and I'd open up the CD, uh, the, I keep wanting to say CD, I'd open up the the little, uh, you know, the booklet, the leaflet that came with it, and you're looking at the album cover, and you're looking at, uh, 
you know, you're reading the lyrics, you're reading all the liner notes. So the final frontier comes out. What was your experience like when you went and got it? Did you, did you order it? Did you go to a record store and get it? How'd that work? So my record, it was funny because the record store, the one that I bought all the seed, they didn't get it, which was, I thought it was kind of odd because they were more, they're, they're kind of like, they didn't want to be, they didn't really carry a lot of commercial, like that's why they consider a mating commercial. Sure. And they, they carried a lot of like underground punk because where okay. I live in Huntington, punk, there was a huge punk scene. Yeah. And I felt like it was never, there was never like a lot of metal, like. So I ended up going to Target. I get it, and um, I remember the liner. I looking at the liner notes and seeing like, wow, they're a lot old. Seeing how much older they've got. Yeah. Seeing, but it, I thought I still thought they were uh, great looking. I thought Steve still. I was like, that's it. I was like telling myself, does this guy ever age? <laughs> yeah. Because at the time, I mean, 2010. I mean, it was 20 years ago. He still looks the same I'm like does this guy yeah not age right and but i really i really enjoyed it but when i saw them the following year um which we could get into that uh the final frontier tour yeah um if you want to go that way i don't know if you had another question oh yeah you, yeah you talk man just talk yeah so when the final frontier came i was dating a girl at the time and i i didn't have any money and which is funny is all her family was going she oh wow! Was a big Maiden fan, like her. The dad was, the mom was, the sister was. They had wow! Tickets. And but the brother didn't want to go. Uh oh! And she told me she's like, "Hey, you know, I was saying, no, you love Maiden. My brother's not going. Do you want to go?" <laughs> I was like, oh, "Of course I want to go." And then I saw them. It was in San Bernardino. It was Dream Theater opened. Oh and wow! We had we didn't have we didn't have pit tickets, but we were pretty close. And I remember just thinking to myself, like, God, man, there's these guys still, they deliver and seem to walk on like Alien Eddie. I, yeah. I was just going crazy over that too. And just, I, I loved it because it was different because it wasn't, you know, they were playing a lot of heavy Final Frontier. But I remember, I think it was uh, my girlfriend's mom was just like, I guess I could tell they were not like, like we don't know these ones yet. Yeah. Because <laughs> they were, because, you know, people want to hear Hollow, they want to hear Wasted Years, they want to hear, you know, the classic. But sure. that one, but you know when Maiden plays an album tour, they're heavy on the album mm -hmm. on the album. So that was a great tour. I really loved that. That was that was um the one I remember buying the shirt, which I I still have it. It's so small, it doesn't fit me anymore. <laughs> but, but that was a great tour. I and um I'm not, I'm not I'm not with that girl anymore. But every yeah. once in a while, I'll bring it up to her, and she thinks it's she loves that story. That's cool, man. That's really that's that's a good situation. <laughs> yeah. You know, as you mentioned that about them playing, you know, like they, the way I've got it figured is they usually play about six songs from an album when they tour yeah. it. Now, when they did, yeah, someone was telling me recently that they went to the Matter of Life and Death tour, and obviously they played, they opened the show and played, you know, 75, 80 minutes of music of, of the new album. And they said, at, yeah. when they got done, he said, yeah, some people started booing because. Oh they wanted oh. to hear the classic stuff. And I'm kind of like, well, I love that album and I would yeah. love to have seen that tour. I can also understand that if you go to a show, you, you know, if you go see it, if I went and saw a maiden show, like let's say, okay, Senjutsu comes out, yeah. they, they come and let's say they play the whole album, all 82 yeah. minutes of it. That's, and then they go off stage like for encore. I would be kind of like, 
Yeah. It was cool to hear it, but you still want to hear it sprinkle some things yeah. in, which is what they did later yeah. on the second part of that tour. Yeah. But that's cool but that I'm, you got to see the Final Frontier tour, man. Yeah, but it was funny because up until that point, I was playing that CD nonstop. I remember I had a CD player. I was playing that nonstop. And I remember when when they did uh, my favorite song off the album is Coming Home. Okay. That's how Bruce sounds so so good and just it gets goosebumps every, every time i listen to the album yeah that song comes up i get goosebumps because it's he just sounds just unreal on that on that on that song but but yeah that, that was a great tour i love final frontier i think it's one of my favorites one probably it's hard because i see it's favorite but it's like i love that i love <laughs> as much as brave new world but it, it's it's a great album it's a great album oh yeah yeah i mean it's like he said, you know, anything that Maiden does. Okay, here's another. Today I was going back and forth with somebody on Twitter, and he said, well, the last few albums have kind of been lackluster, in my opinion, you know. And I said, okay, well, let's just pretend that Iron Maiden's new album comes out, and there's six incredible songs on it, and four decent songs. Yeah. You're still getting six new incredible songs. Yeah. I'll, I said, I'll take that. Yeah. I don't expect four to be lackluster, but I'm like, exactly. I, I just don't understand. I understand people can complain, but I just feel like yeah. you're I'm like, okay, I got into Iron Maiden in roughly 1985, 86. So that would be 35, 36, 37 yeah. years ago. Yeah. And Iron Maiden's got a new album coming out in about a month. That's, and that, it's crazy to think about a band that has had a career this long is still going. And what's, what I always tell pe- people, they're not a nostalgia act. They're not. Yeah. And, and and they're going to come out with a new album. Then when they tour it, depending on what happens here, yeah. they're going to come and they're going to play five or six of those songs live. Yeah. And... And then, you know, if all goes well, they'll come back and do another tour after that. That'll be something different. But, you know, we'll see. We'll Definitely. see how things go yeah. at that point because it's it's getting time is uh, time is moving quickly. And, yep. we just, you know, we've lost a couple of years of touring time. So, unfortunately, I don't know. I know I want to see one more Iron Maiden tour. So, no, yeah, definitely. at least I'm all you there. You, I'm all there. Yeah. Yeah. So now did you see the tour? After the final frontier. Yep. Yeah. Now, that was the tour that they were doing. Made in England. Oh, okay. Wait, wait. So the, okay, wait a minute. There was one tour. When you saw the final frontier tour, you said they were playing a bunch of it, but there was a certain part of a tour that they did where they were doing heavy duty stuff from brave new world, dance of death, Matter of Life and Death, like they played three or four songs from each of those albums mm-hmm. and a few classics. What did you see that tour? Uh, no, because I because after Final Frontier, 2010, I didn't see them until 2012. Which was see that was the Maiden. I saw the Maiden England tour. That was the yeah. That was when the first tour I got to go see in a long time. But yeah, okay, yeah, that was that was now that was for me. That was an incredible show. What did you think seeing the Seventh Sun show? Oh, it's funny. I always thought I always would say I was like, can they really top the last time I saw them? Can they really deliver over? Like, yeah, can I have a higher expectation? And they did. And I, at that time, I went. I took a girlfriend I was dating at the time, and she was not really intimated. Yeah, <laughs> not at all. 
Um, and we got, I, I remember I, I, uh, I got pit tickets. Um, <laughs> they played, I think it was at, if, I can't remember if it was at, if it was at Irvine Meadows. Yeah, it was had them in Irvine Meadows mm-hmm. and, or the forum, but I'm pretty sure it was Irvine Meadows. And when they, when they did Seventh Son, I lost my mind. And this with the whole stay and seeing, um, seeing the whole stage set and the way they delivered it. And yeah. I was just like, oh my God. Cause at that time, Seventh Son was starting to become my favorite album. Okay. I was listening that constantly over the time and seeing that I was just blown away. And, and I was just, I was just, I just couldn't believe it. Cause I, I thought to myself, they couldn't do anything bigger than Final Frontier, you know, having the whole space theme and the walk on Eddie, but yeah. they really did it. And once I saw like the, the, the clairvoyant Eddie in the back, you know, with the crystal ball. Yeah. I was like, oh my gosh, I was just, I was screaming. It's like, <laughs> it was, it was just a, such a good show. And that, that was, that was a great time because I remember I just graduated high school. No, no, it's 2012. Yeah. 2012. Yeah. I just graduated high school. Uh huh. And, um, because my, my parents gave me tickets because they said, what do you want? I'm like, you know, you can give me tickets to see Iron Maiden coming up. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> so, but that, that was a good tour. That was a really good tour. And that's, that, that one's probably, probably my top because how seven how heavily they played all like the like seven sun tracks you know hearing the clairvoyant mm-hmm. and, you know moon child and then seven son of a seven son which that's probably one of my my favorite all-time epics oh yeah yeah for me that was because my first tour was the actual seventh sun tour and then yeah and then i there was a i saw the brave new world tour but at the time i wasn't really into maiden I was yeah. I was really there more to see Rob Halford from Judas Priest Band. Yeah. But Maiden was there. It wasn't like I was leaving early. But yeah. so the first show I saw after that was this show at the, the and I remember it was like going back like to me it was like going back in time and seeing the seventh you yeah. know hearing them come out you know with when that when that beginning of Seventh Son where it's like dun 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 you know and right before yeah. they kick into Moonchild and I'm just I just remember oh. I couldn't believe it. You know, he comes out, I am he. I was like, oh yeah. my, I was just going nuts. Oh, it was I so remember, insane. I was screaming because like, I remember they, I think it was a year before or that year, they released the Made in England video on uh-huh. DVD. Okay. And it probably, probably was that year. Cause I think it was that. Promoted. Probably so. It was promoted. So they really re-released that Made in England. I remember watching that and I was just like, oh my God, that's so cool. But when they opened with Moonshine. Yeah. I was just like, and then hearing that synth, I was, I lost my mind, and it's like I was just screaming. <laughs> but then it was funny. The girlfriend I dated at the time, she was not into it at. I mean, she was like, this is, this is. She's like, this is. She was more into like the props and antics than the music sure, itself. Sure, sure. She's like, how, she's like, how much do you think? How long do you think it took him to make those like ice sculptures and stuff like that? Like, ask like, me after the show. <laughs> yeah, literally. Well, she was. I was like, I was like, okay, but, but yeah, that, that was a great tour. I, lots of good time. Yeah, I went with um I was take I was supposed to take my son and I wasn't able to, so Mark, the most hated man in podcast line, he went with me. <laughs> and I remember when Moonchild started and the dun 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 and I remember just looking at him going, Here it comes, here it comes. Like, yeah. Just yeah. so excited, man. That was so excited. Um, what's cool what's cool before we go on to the next one yeah. is I I was when we went there, they had a poster the made in England poster showing all the tour dates. Mm-hmm. And while we're leaving, the guy was taking it down and I was like, Hey, uh, can I take that? Cause he was about to throw it away. He's like, yeah, sure. Take it. Oh <laughs> like, it man. Yeah, so I took the post. It, it's like a, 
think it's like 12 by 24. I have a hanging, I have, I have a, in my room. Nice. Um, but that's only just, I look at that. I just think about, about the time when that, that show happened. It's, which that's, is really cool. Cause most, awesome. most, most of the time they don't give you that. They either keep it or they throw it away. Well, I knew right. he was going to throw away. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's really awesome. Um, so you were so now again you are a fan and Book of Souls is coming yeah. out. So yep. what was your experience with Well, I'll say this. For me, Book of Souls was the first album that Iron Maiden put out where I was a fan again because I yeah. I came along a little bit after uh The Final Frontier, but when but but I knew Book of Souls was coming out and I was ready yeah. for it and I had it ordered and just, you know, the whole building up to that. So what was your build up time like? And then you get the album. Tell me about that. And this kind of fascinates me because you're a young fan, but tell me about your experience that time. Yeah. So I remember them announcing the next studio album, book of souls. I remember being so intrigued by that name, book of souls. Yeah. It sounds so freaking cool. It sounds so cool. It does. And I remember, um, talking with a buddy because I, I had a couple friends that were like they were into me but i never had anyone that was like hardcore like like big big fan like they i knew a lot of people because where i grew up um in like orange county in la which la was big on thrash like all the thrash bands sure and like um so they got a lot of those thrash people and i would make friends with those guys but they all love maiden too i remember okay. telling them like oh this new maiden album this new maiden album's coming up with the souls they're all excited but i remember the first time i saw they probably dropped the album cover. I was so intrigued by it. Yeah. Like, oh my gosh, this, that Eddie was my favorite. I love that Mayan Eddie. And that Mayan Eddie is probably like my, probably my, I can't believe I say that's probably my favorite Eddie. Oh, wow. Because um, he's just, oh, I just loved how that Eddie looks. And I remember being so intrigued by the the, the, the the album title, seeing the Eddie. And then when uh, Speed of Light dropped, I was, I was so happy. <laughs> like that, that cowboy hits and, that, and Bruce does that scream. Because I remember he had he had cancer, and I was so scared. I was terrified. Sure. I was so down. I was like, oh, my gosh, no, this can't happen. Yeah. So I remember a few months, a few years earlier with Ronnie James Dio dying. I was yeah. just like, dude, I hope, I hope this doesn't happen. But when I heard Speed of Light drop, Bruce does that scream in the beginning. I was like, this dude is fun. <laughs> you can't take him down. You can't take him down. Yeah, he's a beast. Yeah, but I loved it. Book of, now Book of Souls, that's at all, I could probably say this. Out of all the reunion stuff, Book of Souls is my favorite. Okay, okay. That's I, I, that was a question I had, but I didn't. I think I'm. I'm I think I might have skipped that question. Book of Souls. Okay, so were you able to see the Book of Souls tour? Yeah. So Book of Souls was the first time. So at that time, I got married uh, to my wife. At that time, so mm-hmm. that was the first time where we got to see it at like mo- a little bit more than the first time. So we did all the California dates. Ah, for that, for that period. And so, so, how many shows did you see? I think it was about four or five. Oh, that's cool. And the the best ones were when they played two night, two back to back nights at the Los Angeles Forum. Oh, that's cool. That was really cool because that that was that was a great. But that that tour really made me that made me fall in that love that love with that album. <laughs> and it's still it's still my favorite reunion album. I still listen to it daily and it's, it never gets old. It's it's crazy how strong those songs are. Yeah. And how the musicianship and I say I say Book of Souls, the the title track and the red and the black, those are those are gonna be made in classics. Okay. Yeah. I, 
I'm a bigger fan of Book of Souls than I am of a, a Red and the Black. Yeah. I, I think the chorus is stronger in Book of Souls. Yeah. Uh, Musically, no, I think the red and the yeah. black is great, but I, I don't like the, yeah. I don't really like the chorus too much. Yeah, oh the whoa, yeah. No, 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 no. Just just the the red and the oh. black. Yeah, I just think yeah. it's I to me that. that chorus is a little boring. No, I hear you yeah, definitely. But I mean, I don't I don't dislike the song. I still like the song no, though. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. <laughs> That's cool. So. When you okay, well, what format? Like, you get the album comes out. What did you did you are you buying albums of these? Or are you buying CDs? Are you streaming them? What are you doing? So at the time around 2014, 2015, I started getting into records. I started buying albums because um, I kind of because the thing with CDs, I like CDs. Don't get me wrong. I, that was the first format I got into heavily. But with albums, you really could LPs. You really could see the whole artwork and you pull it out. And it's just everything's bigger, and just I thought it was nicer at the time. So around that time, I was really getting into LP. So I ordered the triple vinyl, and I okay. ended up. I think I got like the, the CD booklet. Got ended up getting that the long box. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I remember that was that was what I got. But yeah, around that time, I was really getting into LPs. So, getting into LPs, do you? And I know you told me earlier this, but you you said you pretty much have every iron maiden album at least one you know not you don't have 60 copies of somewhere in time but you have at least no like you have every album on vinyl is that right yeah so yeah so there's a few like 80s bootlegs i'm still missing because those some of those are so hard but yeah i have but i have all of that and but you have you have all uh, the 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 real releases the somewhere in time the power slave so all the original releases and i always have like six copies of like really clean copies of like the euro press it's always the the original euro, uh, euro press and the original us press uh-huh. and then i always get a japan release because the japan releases they would put like all this like extra bonus because on the japan release of number of the beast they have total eclipse on it yeah and yeah. which is it was, was really cool they always come with posters that's the thing about what i like about lps is they always everything's bigger and it's nice and the sound quality in my opinion yeah i think is the best it's definitely interesting to hear, you know, I, I saw a post on Facebook that a guy had put on there a while back and he had talked about growing up, you know, he's my age, but he grew up listening to albums and he said, man, when I put those albums on now, those albums on now and it starts playing and you hear the, the crackling at the very beginning, you know, the little sound it makes before yeah. the music starts and then you know, there's yeah. in between songs, there's little pops and things. But every yeah. single bit of that is ingrained in me. So I listen to it. I know where the pops are. I know where he, and he yeah. just talked about the memories of it. I thought that is so cool. So I think that I, I can understand what you're saying because uh, vinyl is a lot more unique and has a little bit of its yeah. own person. The, the, the records themselves have their own personality as opposed to putting it on a CD and just hit and play. And you're going to get the yeah. same exact thing every single time. An album can change over time a little bit too. So well, what's, what's really cool about LP and like the vinyl is I like when you put on an original, original us and number of the beast, you could really hear on the original release, like I mean, obviously you can always hear Steve's bass, but it's so much more prominent when you put it on an original US, not a, on a reissue, mm-hmm. but the original release. Yeah, and you can hear you, you feel like they're in the room with you. 
I mean, I have awesome. a pretty good, I have a pretty good stereo system. Like, I, I, that's another thing I like collecting, like a lot of vintage like stereo systems, yeah. speakers, receivers. But when you play an original, not original, original copies, it's like they're there, and it's that's it's awesome. a cliche this thing to thing say, but like you you hear it more compared to you know because like a lot of like a lot of uh, streaming like on like Spotify or yeah wherever you stream, sometimes sometimes the music's kind of compressed. Yeah, it's more yeah, but. It's kind of one of those things where it's it, it's it's a it's a it's a small difference, but it's a huge difference. Right, right, right. I understand. I mean, it's I don't have a big record collection at all. I don't yeah. have anything to really. I have a little piece of crap record player that's sitting here in front of me, and it's just got two little bitty speakers built in. But I want to get something. I want to get some good speakers at least, just so I can play it and listen to it a record in my you know room up here. Yeah. So I would like to do that at some point. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, it's it's great. But it's, it's, it's the sad thing now is, you know, records are popular. So now yeah. I, was still buying, I bought them right before I think records were kind of getting big again, like 2014, 2015. Oh. So I was able to get like Number of the Beast, like all like earlier issues, like made in Japan for like 20 bucks, 15. Oh, that's but nice. But now, like, now I see Number of the Beast in record stores for like 75. God. Yeah, 60, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. Now, when you get these old albums, this is the, and I have a feeling I know what your answer is going to be to this. Do you just sit there and stare at the album covers and look for a little, yeah. like, like say something like the number of the beast or somewhere in time, or you just, and just look for all the little nuances yeah. and little things in there? Yeah. It, it, it's crazy. It's like I, I play it and like, I feel like I'm really, like, I've seen, I, I've seen somewhere in time a hundred times, like millions and millions of times. Yeah. I, when I sit down, I pull it out. I still am intrigued by it. I'm like, I still look. I'm like, wow, this thing's so cool. And I just, I act like I had never seen it before. But it still intrigues me. It's just like, and it's what's crazy. Like this album's older than me. The the, the thing <laughs> I'm holding in my hands is older than me. Yeah. But it's, it, but I, it, it still blows my mind. Like the amount of detail. I mean, hats off to Derek Riggs. Um, yeah. I, I think I heard someone. I, I think I read this in a. In a, in a and a forum, and when the Maiden fan club forum, where someone said they really didn't think Maiden would be as popular if they didn't have the marketing of Eddie with Derek Riggs. I and think there's I, definitely I, something to that. Yeah, I agree. Because I mean, I, I could totally imagine someone walking in and seeing that, and like with me, when I when I got that Peace of Mind CD, I was like, "Whoa, this is cool. This is this is this is this is the coolest thing." Oh yeah, I mean, I've got. I've only got a couple. I've got three Iron Maiden posters on the wall right behind me. I've got yeah. I've got somewhere in time, which is you know we used to when you would open the CD booklet or whatever. Yeah. You know you'd have two parts of the same picture, and so that's yeah. basically what I've got behind me. Which is I'm looking at it as I'm talking to you, and I'm seeing something that I've never really even noticed before on there. Yeah. And then I've got. Go ahead. No, no, no. I'll go over the same because I have I have the ones that I have that. Are like my because I you know I it's another thing you, we we live in a two bedroom apartment yeah so we don't have I don't, I have to pick what I want to have out right right um, so I have I have that like I told you I had that made in England poster um, that I got at the show uh-huh. and then I have probably my favorite image of made in the band is the power slave where they're all in the little tomb and yeah like, that to me is like they look so cool that is and cool. I have that and then you know the the, the um, Flight of Icarus poster, but 
but that's the thing like you you look at it you relook at it it still like intrigues you you still like look at it like this so it's it blows my mind every single time oh yeah oh yeah i mean i've got more room up here then, you know, I've got a, I've got like a room upstairs in my house that is, yeah. it's like a game room and it's pretty big, but, and we don't use it yeah. for anything. It's just got a bunch of junk in it, but, but I have a few posts. I've got room for more, but I want more. I just haven't gotten yeah. any more, but I do have, I've got the, a matter of life and death cover, which I, I just think is really cool looking. Yeah. And then I've got a smaller poster of the trooper. So, which yeah, I. That- yeah, and that's the thing with Maiden is through, so I collect a good chunk, but I don't collect absolutely every single thing. Yeah, I mean the biggest things in my collection I said are the LPs, and I have a couple statues, like a the Power Slave bus. Oh, cool. Uh, there's a um, Book of Souls bus. Um, those Eddie figures, those tall 18 inch ones. Okay. Uh, I have those. Um, a couple of the bobbleheads, the Eddie archives box. But I know, like I've seen photos of you know, you've seen photos of people where it's yeah. like the whole room. Yeah, I'm like I don't think my wife would. She was like, okay, that's that's a little too much, but you know. I saw, I saw. I don't know if I was if it was in the fan club magazine, but I remember there was a guy that literally had stage props in his house yeah. from I oh. can't you know from whatever tour. I'm just like, oh my god. I think I know what you're talking. I think his name. I think he's like a German guy. His name's like Ramses. Ramses. I don't remember like the a, name, but yeah, he had like so much yeah, stuff. It was insane. He had he has the original ice ice sculpture. Yes, that's what it was. That's what it was. I was thinking to myself, oh my gosh, the things I would do to see. And he has Bruce's, uh, uh, the life after death. You know the 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 yellow the yellow spandex. And he has the shirt. He has the, he has oh, the wow. actual clothes. And I remember someone asked, like, where did you get that? He's like, I guess, I think he got it off someone. I think one of Bruce, I think Bruce, one of his wife was selling this stuff, well, auctioning it. Do you remember? <laughs> I think this is the same guy. And, and I, I, I think it was Derek Riggs that had something happen. There was some kind of relationship that they had here for this to happen. But. Derek Riggs sent him a tooth that had to be extracted or something. Is do you remember that? <laughs> I think yeah, I think I hear part about this. Oh my god! I'm like, look, I, I would love to just have all the you know the world room in the world to have a million different things, but really for me, I like having a cool you know couple of you know like the Funko Pops and some of that kind of stuff yeah, that they put yeah, out here and yeah. there. But really, it's about the music. It's about the yeah, music. And that's what I tell people. I remember another time someone basically said, and I think this is on one of those Facebook groups, someone saying like, well, like thinking like they're better because they have more stuff. I'm like, no, it's not about that. It, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. it's about the people that appreciate the music and that that's what it really is about. Like I said, I don't collect everything. You know, I, I, I'm i very limited now with what I, what I, what I get. You know, yeah. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have room and like some stuff, you know, it sits, it'll sit. And like, I like, the little corner that I have, the maiden, like the I call it the little maiden corner. Yeah, is that's all I really need. You know, if, if someone wants to have a whole room with maiden, maiden, all this stuff, more power to them. But you know, I don't think that really makes you any better. I don't know if you I don't know if you see my point, but oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. definitely do. Here's the deal: there's there's nothing there's not a guidebook. Like let's say, um, okay, let's take it karate right yeah if you get into karate 
and you work your way up and you're a, you know, you get to be a, uh, a green belt and then a blue belt yeah. and then a brown belt and then a first, second, third, fourth, fifth, however many degrees of that. Then you get to black and there's all these degrees. That's working your way up. That is levels of something. There is no such thing as levels of a fan. I mean, obviously some people are, I always say, this guy's a bigger fan than me, obviously, because he has yeah. all this stuff. But really, there is no real definition of it. It's because the word f- calling someone a fan means fanatical, you know, a fanatic yeah. or whatever. So yeah. it doesn't matter if you have every single copy of every album, you know, from every country. And yeah. and then I have a matter of life and death on CD and I have book of souls on CD and that's it. And then I have everything else digital downloaded. I love the yeah. music. You love the music. Yeah. It doesn't matter exactly. how, it doesn't matter if you have an ice sculpture from seventh son or not. It's just like, exactly. it's, I love the it, same as like, I, I, in a way I say fair weather fans, but it's not fair weather fans. It's classic era fans that never got past maybe fear of the dark or really maybe even seventh son. Literally, yeah, I just exactly. say, Hey, you can be an Iron Maiden fan. There's nothing that defines that, but you're missing out. I can say that. <laughs> oh, I, I tell them all. I'm all like, because people be like, like someone will post a, will post like uh, an owl. Like this is because I'm in other record, like metal re- metal record groups. And a guy will post, oh, I'm listening to a uh, power slam. And the guy will be like, yeah, after that, they suck. I'll yeah. Like, you're missing oh, yeah. Out, dude. I know. I hate that. Them. I hate that. I'm just like, well. I, and and I, I entertain these kind of conversations on my Twitter account a lot because I'm just like, I understand, and I tr- like someone will sit there and go, "Yeah, Matter of Life and Death is that's a crap album." It's and I'm just like, I say, look, you know, you're entitled to your opinion, but to me, it's yeah. a phenomenal. I think it's and I I went and the other day and this guy goes, "Well, maybe I need to revisit it." And yeah. if he yep. did, he's never said anything, so that means if he did revisit, he still didn't like it, which is fine. It's his choice. And and that's what I like with with when uh, uh, Talking Maiden, they're going so heavy on on Blaze era. Yeah, and and they're going on whole, on whole hard how great those albums are, which I love those albums. X Factor is another one, which is it's up there. Yeah, so being one of my all time favorites, and how they get message emails, people saying, "Wow, you really made me rediscover and appreciate the mm-hmm. the Blaze era." And I right. think and I think Nesbit was all like, "Yeah, that's this this is another point that I wanted to bring light to that era because that there's a yeah. lot of great stuff in those two albums." A lot of great stuff. Yeah, a lot of times it's it's hearsay. People don't like it because they've never really listened to it enough. And if and when they yeah. listen to it, they go into it with a real bias, which Blaze's era gets a lot of that. So, oh my gosh. and it's I, under I, I understand it. I understand people because you know you you hear something and then you can hate something or love something before you even hear it, or you know you could hear yeah. a bunch of stuff about a person that might not even be true. So, yeah, definitely. So, okay, so got a few more questions here for you. So, of yeah. the original, let's go, let's go, um, first era of the band, I'll say from Iron Maiden self titled album through Fear of the Dark. Between those albums, which is your favorite? Oh, man. You know, this these kind of questions are always you know the most difficult. Uh, here, let me. I'll say it, it like was, this. I always say it like this. <laughs> Today, which one is your favorite? Because it can always change. <laughs> you know, 
it's funny because you know Seventh Son for the longest period in that era was always my favorite. You know, the clairvoyant. Yeah. That's probably like my that's my one of my all time favorite songs. Um and Seventh Son, the title track. Um oh, yeah. that was always my favorite. It, but it was always tied with with uh some uh somewhere in time. Okay. Those two. Because and I mean Somewhere in Time has another one of my my um favorites, Deja Vu. That's oh yeah, I I, I get I so I get I get goosebumps during that, but those two are usually tied. But you know, it's like like you know how hard it is because each it's just <laughs> yeah, it's, they're both ten. All they're all ten out of ten. You know, I don't know if your fear dogs kind of like eight out of seven out of ten. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah. You you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, I do. I do know what you mean. So, okay, well then, of the second era. Between X Factor and currently Book of Souls, yep. which which of the yeah. which of the second era would you say is your favorite album? Uh, are you talking about? Are we talking like Fear Now to current? From no from from X Factor to current. Oh, X Factor current. Yeah, it's still Book of Souls. Book of Souls. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah. What's your okay? Well, one just one song. What's your favorite song on Book of Souls? Oh my god, man! God, <laughs> Pro, you know people. Will, oh, okay, I remember I had I had this conversation with someone. Uh-oh. Death or death or glory. Okay, okay. And, but people would always. It was funny because people when that song came out, people were uh, were were ripping apart. Climb the climb like a monkey. Climb part. like a monkey. Yeah, They're like that's part. That part's so campy. It's so cheesy. But I yeah. love that part. When I saw them, I would scream. I would scream that part, climb like a monkey, <laughs> and like I would scream at my like I would have no, I couldn't even sing it. My voice and like Bruce's little monkey ears. Yeah, and I, he's doing I that little thing that. with his hands or whatever. Yeah, and I would do it too, but people, I guess people are just like, too cool. And they're like with their arms, you know, those guys that are too cool with their arms crossed, like they're just like standing yeah, there. That's and funny. Like, oh my god! But like, yeah, death, uh, death or glory, and then it's another one that's that that is tied for it. Um, the title track. That that one, yeah, that one gets me goosebumps, especially when it, the the part where it comes with that maiden gallop. Towards yeah, the, oh, I I, lo- I lose it every single time. But but yeah, those two. But Book of Souls is definitely out of the current era. Definitely my favorite. Okay, okay. Now this is something I didn't have written down, but a, a yes or no question. Iron Maiden, Killers, The Number of the Beast, Power Slave, Seventh Son. All of these albums have. The album title, there's also a song by that name. Do you consider Caught Somewhere in Time to be an album title song, or do you say not technically? Um, to a degree I do. Um it's kind of like how it was in still life, they say peace of mind. Yeah, right. Uh, people people try to say it, but probably yeah, I would probably say it is because okay. it's, it's it's really close to it. Yeah, I probably would say that. Yeah, yeah. I, I was having that conversation with Matt the other day, and I said, "Well, technically, the album is not called Caught Somewhere in Time." So, yeah, we were talking about we were talking about a future episode and doing something with with uh, uh, title uh, songs of the album, you know, album song titles and doing rankings yeah. and stuff. And I said, "I don't know. I don't know if I would consider that or not." I, I anyway, what. Of the tours you've seen, which tour has been your favorite to see? You know, it's funny. You think I, 
I was at first for the longest time. I was still thinking Legacy was probably because just seeing all that, mm-hmm. all the, um, how much went into that. You know, the different stage shows in the in the Spitfire and all that stuff. But I think I still would have to say probably Made in England because seeing Seven Son of a Seven Son, yeah, was yeah. just so mind blowing. Oh yeah, oh it's yeah. Just, I I. I I, I still think I still watch like the YouTube videos of that of, mm-hmm. the, of the uh, I think because they did play it was that was it a download? I forgot which festival it was. They did a professional uh, like a footage of that, and I would watch. I, I still watch it every. Yeah, I don't remember. And, I don't remember that one. Yeah, I mean, I know they did it. I just don't know where. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but it was, it was some sort of festival in like the UK or around there. But that one when they when they play Seven Sun, yeah. And what's it, I always forget his name. Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael Keaton would come with the little mask. And seeing him, like that was that really this was probably like my favorite of that tour, and still probably my favorite. Probably next to it would probably be Book of Souls, yeah. Because I just because that was the first time where I got to see it multiple times. Yeah, because I was able to like, oh, I have actually money now. <laughs> yeah, I can go see it. I could go see it multiple times. Do buy more merch, and you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, I. I don't know if you've heard what I've said about the new Iron Maiden song, but I've only heard it once. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, I'm, tr- I'm really trying to keep the experience. I want to hear it in its, you know, yeah. like, like seeing an animal in its real, uh, in its real environment. I want to hear the song yeah. on the album. I listened to it because I was waiting. I do an Iron Maiden podcast, obviously. So I thought, man, if they, I was expecting some kind of announcement after that. Yeah. Like, like, and so I, if I would have known, if they would have said up front, we are going to play a new song for you, and that's it, I, I think I still would have wanted to experience it because I felt like I wanted to at least get yeah. feedback from people and see what. But what did you think? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm a, have you heard the song more than once? Yeah. Yeah. I, hope, I remember that day it dropped. I think it was a Tuesday or Monday. I played it nonstop. Yeah. On my headphones, just really trying to digest it and really try. I love it. Yeah. I really like it. I it to me it, it's it's what I expect from me because people the thing with people I and this goes back with some of the album titles for the upcoming albums like they're too long or they're, they're yeah. doing something different. But Maiden's always never been about being heavy, heavy. That's another thing because someone wrote on their on their on their Instagram was all like, yeah, but where's the metal in it? Oh God! And I I, <laughs> I told the guy and I was like the guy I was like you know Maiden's never been all. Like like a, like a traditional like metal metal band. They're not like I'm just using examples like Judas Priest, where it's just very like hard and heavy. Yeah, yeah. They never. I don't think they've ever been that. They've always had like those progressive elements. And you and Steve, you know, from the from the first album, he's always wanted to be in the progressive. Because I remember seeing, hearing some of the bands that Steve Harris likes, like mm. uh, a lot of those progressive kind of bands. Oh yeah, the 70s like, and it's like you could see his influence. Yeah, but that's why I I kind of like roll my eyes when people like it's words like the metal in it and like it's and like that's the, i never got into it because of that i gotta be just because the musicality or just the song structures are so good i didn't think i didn't look at it in like metal but i think because people when, when and you see a maiden shirt to any like random person they think oh it's a heavy heavy hard hard metal yeah band. exactly and, but it's like it's like no listen i play them like like i said like coming home or, mm-hmm. or like and it's just like what the heck <laughs> yeah and they don't they don't expect because people are so used to like that maiden gallop or something like that they don't expect that they're not they're, they're more than that 
Yeah, I mean, you 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 hear a song like, say, The Trooper, yeah. and The Trooper to me, that's a metal song. It's good. Yeah, it's, it has the metal, has a metal riff, but you know, a gallop. Yeah, but but at the same time, Maid, Maiden's very diverse. Yeah, they're, but they're still heavy. I mean, you, they're not. Yeah. It's not like listening to a Kiss album. Most, no, yeah. you know, you know, it, it's not like listening to Def Leppard. You know, it's yeah, it's yeah. you're talking. They're a harder band. They've got an image. The, the funny thing about Maiden too is like you look at pictures of them and yeah. you know, they're wearing blue jeans and just button down shirts and stuff. Yeah. And they don't, they don't, they're not like, you know, like a band like Slayer where they come out and they're wearing leather and, and trying to really, you know, look hard and tough and they yeah, just like, like, they're smiling in pictures and stuff. Yeah. They're always, they've always had, you know, their, like their own look, even, even up to the day, like to see, I love seeing the, uh, we saw when I saw Steve Harris, how he, he always wears like those cargo shorts. Yeah. I yeah. love it. I love it. So, okay. My last question for you, and this is going to be one that you're going to, you got to meet one of the members of Iron Maiden. So yeah. last question here is, it's, it's not really the question. It's, it's, I want you to tell the story of meeting a member of, like, tell me, when you heard about the opportunity and your journey to get there and everything, if you will. So I was able to meet Steve Harris on Brit the British line tour last year, um, on the, their tour for the new album, the burning, which I don't know. I, that's a great album, by the way. Mm -hmm. Um, when I looked at the dates that they had, they didn't have any Southern California dates. kind of bummed me out. I was surprised. I'm like, why why are they not going to play any California dates? Because they had like New York, they had everywhere, basically every place but California. Yeah. So I saw, I saw they were playing in Texas, and I was like, okay, maybe we should try. I told my wife, we got to see him. I got to see it because I was seeing people posting photos with Steve Harris. Yeah. I was like, there's, a, there has to be a meet and greet that I don't know about. There, ha they ha he has to be doing one. And so I was like, okay, I have to see this. I want to regret it, or I want to kill myself if I don't see it. <laughs> um, and I know the the band's only getting older, and I, I hate saying it, but time moves forward. It doesn't go back. Yeah. So I, I know I'm going to regret it. So we ended, I ended up taking time off, and I was only able to take – I wanted to see multiple shows, but I was only going to take a certain amount because, you know, my work, I just took – I took a week off for the Legacy of the Beast tour, seeing them all because seeing all the California shows, Okay. I, only, I only I took I used all my vacation time, so my work only gave me one day, and I think it was I forgot what day I landed on, but we went there, went to Houston, saw the show, which was amazing. Seeing Steve even closer in a little club, yeah, is mind blowing. blowing. Like I could see, because I mean, you see, because I did I did first the barrier at Oakland, because I because I saw him Oakland, I did oh. first the barrier in Oakland and Sacramento. Ooh. For number of the beast, well, not number of the, I mean uh, legacy, legacy yeah. of the beast, and then we got not like bad seats, but we got some pretty good seats when we saw them in Los Angeles. That's um, cool. So, but seeing, but, but seeing him even super like I could t I could touch his pants. I kind of tapped on him. Wow. So it was just so. It was unlike anything. So they play, they're set, they go out. I tell my wife, I'm like, okay, that's it. When when's he coming out? And I asked the security, and he's like, oh, I don't know. Oh, well, damn. And I was like, do you just want to go? I'm like, no. I want to stay until they kick me out. Mm -hmm. I want to stay until they kick me out. And some people were already leaving. 
Yeah. So I was at the bar. We were hanging out at the bar, and um, we're just hanging out. And then the guy started to make a line. He's putting like tape, like making like tape, like this support line. Yeah. And I, I, my wife said she never seen me run as fast as I did <laughs> to that area. And I was, I, I was, I was having a drink, and I just, I the drink spilled because I was so intimate. It's like nothing mattered to me at that yeah, moment. Yeah, exactly. I just, I just ran as fast as I could to the meet and greet area and I was first in line and I asked, and I asked one, I think it was one of the crew members. I like, is this for the meet and greet? He's like, yeah, they're going to come out soon. I was like, Oh my God. I, like I was like, my, my heart was beating so quick. I never, it was like the adrenaline was running. Sure. And what like Steve comes out and I was like, Oh my gosh, Steve Harris and Steve Harris and Steve Harris. And Steve yeah. Harris. And my, I'm like my wife. I'm like, what? I tell my wife, like, babe, I'm, I'm going to meet him. I'm going to meet him. I tell Steve, I'm like, oh, I was like, great show, and like, I can't do, I, I could do, I, I could do a horrible, my horrible Steve. Yeah, I want to hear your horrible Steve. Go ahead. He was just like, like yes, my, he's like, good show. He's, he always says like, cheers, cheers, cheers. He always just says like one word. It's funny though. But, yeah. But um, I was, I was just like, you guys are great, and I had, I had a couple made in like seven inches. I had him signed because I wanted to bring a full LP, but you know, standing during the show with that. Yeah. Not the best, and like, I we only had so much we could put in our luggage. Sure. So I had a sure. little made in seven inch. Signed it, signed signed the seven inch, and then I took my photo, and um, so when I did originally, I guess they only wanted either get a, a signature or a photo, and I could tell his security was getting kind of like it wasn't his security. I think it was the security for the, the venue. Yeah. It was kind of like uh, because it was already late. It was already like like one in the morning, twelve. Sure. And um, they wanted everyone out. So Steve, but you, Steve being such the nice guy he was, he's like, no, it's okay, it's cool. It's cool, yeah. it's fine, it's cool. And I was he just he was such a nice guy. Yeah. And I took that photo of me and him. The first one, we both had our eyes closed. <laughs> and I was like, I'm so sorry, Steve. Can we stay away? He's like, yeah, go, go, sure. And we took it and he does he always does like that little thumbs up. Yeah. I, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, so we took we took the photo and I left and and um it was the line was crazy long. Sure. But I think towards the end he, he realized that okay we probably only could do either a photo or a signature because after i was done some guy brought like 20 records and like a bunch of fan club magazines oh god and i could tell steve was just like I, at that time i could tell steve was kind of like uh, and that's when they finally had to say okay either it it has to be a signature or a photo sure because sure. that's because you know you met people like that like obviously it's it's lame but what really pissed me off was a guy that bought brought a bunch of photos of steve to sign yeah and I'm like, okay, it looks too good to be true. But what ended up happening, because I'm always looking at stuff on eBay, and I saw the same guy put those same photos on eBay for like $300 signatures. That's annoying. And I hate, I can't stand people that do that. Yeah. And I could tell, because you know we could tell Maiden, you know Maiden, you can, you can kind of get the sixth sense, like yeah. you're self-conscious when someone's just like, they're a genuine fan. Sure. Wanting, wanting that signature. Because some guys, he was signing shirts. He was signing basically like like wallets, phones. That's oh, like, you know, no God. one's gonna put up a phone, put a phone on a, on you know eBay signed by yeah. Steve Harris. You know, yeah. so I could tell those were genuine. But that moment was great because I ended up getting the tour shirt. But when you bought a tour, like any, I think you bought any kind of shirt, you got a little flyer with all the band signatures. So basically, cool. like I paid like I got I got the signature, and then you got you got the little the little flyer. But that show was great. But it was crazy how it happened, really at the beginning of you know, of this whole 
thing happening now that we're still and, living uh, in <laughs> that we're still living i don't even like thinking about it. i don't i don't watch the news i just don't i just ignore it yeah you me know because <laughs> it's I, I just can't there's everything's depressing i didn't want it i don't want to hear it yeah. but it's it's crazy how this happened during that because i don't because he was shaking hands sure constantly he was shaking hands he was like we're getting close yeah so it's just like it's it, i don't know if this would happen now you know what they would do with it but i was just happy that happened at the moment it happened because i i thought well we were not gonna be able to go i really thought we we're not gonna, i had to convince my wife like hey we yeah have that's to a big that's a big trip that's not just hey let's drive a couple hours and go to a show yeah which we ended up i actually ended up flying mm-hmm. ended up flying because i wanted to do i wanted to just to drive but she's like no she's oh, like man. i feel like you're you're, you're gonna knock out because you know because at one time we did do a road when we did a road trip when we went when we did Solomon Legacy the Beast we drove up Sacramento and oh, I wow. was almost falling asleep I had to pull over because I was like okay I, I don't want to drive and so I was like okay we're gonna fly but but that yeah. was that was a great moment I I I had those I I, I had the, his signature that that, that little fly I had that I got I actually got that framed a couple weeks ago but that was a great that was a great moment yeah well it it's really a memory happened. it's a memory that'll never go away. No, and like I, I sent you the photo, but, but, but um, it's one of those things. Like, yeah, you'll never forget. You never forget it. It's, just, it's always going to be in there. And it was, it was, it was great. It's just, it's just so nice seeing how Steve Harris is with fans. Like he, re- like there's no band I really think I could think of that appreciates the fan base. Yeah. Oh yeah. More That's... than he does. And, and like you said, he's. This is a guy who started. One of the, if not the biggest yeah. metal band ever. Yeah. And he's just sitting there and playing in a small club with a different band yeah. and he's signing and stuff and he's still in Iron Maiden. It's not like he yeah. got kicked out and he's in a small club now. He's he's still in the biggest band in the world. <laughs> Which, yeah, it's crazy because he's that club. There was probably 200 people there. Yeah. So it, 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 was, it was just so mind-blowing seeing him this close. That's awesome, man. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, man, Joey, I got to say, I really, really enjoyed talking to you. It it really, I don't want to say it gives me hope for the younger generation or anything like that, but it's really cool to hear someone from the younger generation like you that still likes to get albums and and have almost the old school experience that like I grew up having. Definitely, you know, going to shows and just just being really, really into the music, it it it, it brings me back to when I was younger, and and you know, and you don't see much of that these days because now everything is digital and everything is yeah, and you and it, you're really doing it the right way. I really think it's awesome. So and it, and before I end, um, yeah, when I go to those maiden show, I want to be or any like any kind of like like any metal show that I go to, but when I see people around my age. It's it it makes me happy because a lot of people I I don't want to be that kind of guy. Like a lot of people my age, like they don't care about any of this metal, little rock. It's 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 like the general stuff that I see nowadays. It's like all yeah. the all the pop, which I'm I'm not too crazy on. But <laughs> but when I meet people around my age, because when I went to last last Legacy, I saw I met a couple of people my age, and you could tell they're hardcore diehard. Yeah, and that's awesome. It makes me happy. Like when you see them, you're like dang, there's people who you can relate to. You know. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. That's awesome, man. But hey, I do appreciate again, I do appreciate the time. 
it's been, yeah. and I've really enjoyed talking. It's been, it's been great meeting you. So thank you very much, man. No, my, my pleasure, Steve. Thank you for having me on. I'm glad we could do this. Awesome. Awesome. Cheers. Cheers. Have a good one. You too, man. Right. Well, there you have it. I hope that you enjoyed hearing Joey's story. My dad said he had a really good time talking to him. Let me add this. Once again, my dad has instructed me to let you know that there seriously is no deadline that you have to meet to send your story into him. This is an ongoing series. So whenever you are ready to share your item main story, and possibly and possibly come on the show and talk about it please email my dad at ironmaidenpodcast at gmail.com and he will be in touch so on behalf of myself on behalf of Joey Uncle Steve from Iron Maiden from Eddie and from the boys that's it. in life are bad they can really make you mad other things just make you swear and curse when you're chewing on life's gristle that grumble give a whistle and this'll help things turn out for the best and always look on the bright side of life Always look on the light side of life If life seems jolly rotten There's something you've forgotten And that's to laugh and smile and dance and sing When you're feeling in the dumps That 
Don't be silly chums, just purse your lips and whistle, that's the thing. Always face the curtain with a bow. Forget about your seat, give the audience a grin. Enjoy it, it's your last chance, anyhow. So always look on the bright side of 